Welcome back to Eating Adventures, a food search exploring must-eats in notable restaurants. Order up, I'm Chloe. And I'm Haley. Today we are joined by Joe Bryant, our one and only radio teacher and station advisor for KMIH. Joe will be sharing his favorite meals, opinions on food, and everything related in between, giving us an additional perspective on how adults view food. So welcome to our show, Joe. I am so thrilled to be here. You guys have an amazing show, and uh, it's one of my favorite subjects, food. I have lots to say, so uh, I hope you guys have time. Yeah, no, this is going to be the best interview we'll do yet. So do you have a favorite local restaurant? Uh, I have several. Um, I would have to start with the one that I can walk to from my house. If you qualify, Newport Hills is local, which is just a few miles from Mercer Island. Uh, well, there's a few restaurants up there, but uh, one has a hamburger named after me. So I got to start with the home of the downtown Joe Burger, which is the Mustard Seed Grill. They've been serving the burger for over 25 years. It's a half pound of Angus beef, bacon, ham, a fried egg, uh, Swiss cheese, cheddar cheese, and anything else you want to throw on there. It's a pretty good burger. Also up in the Newport Hills area is a place called Terry's Kitchen, which has some of the best comfort food you will find. Anything from uh, wasabi salmon to homemade uh, Angus hamburger steak. A really, really good place up there called Terry's Kitchen. Like That's like top-notch achievement. That's one of the main achievements. Get a menu item named after you. My favorite accolades are the ones I get to uh, experience vicariously, I guess is the word, through you guys. Like you two, uh, you know, winning New York Times podcast awards. Those are by far the biggest accomplishments in my life, just being able to see that success. But I think my second biggest accomplishment is having a hamburger named after me. (laughs) What do you think about Island's teriyaki and pho? absolutely love it and i suggest if you guys haven't already maybe interview the owner he is a great guy uh so hard working he's in there answering the phone cooking serving and just does it really well and what i like is the food is super fresh they have fresh rolls like uh shrimp fresh rolls that are the ones that are wrapped in the rice paper or rice uh, I don't think paper is the right word but just really really fresh food well prepared and super reasonable prices it's a uh, it's frankly and in, in I know it's tough on restaurants these days to keep their prices down but uh, they do a great job of uh, giving you really good food really fast service and really good prices and it's hard to find that combo in a place so I would recommend that one as well Yeah, we've stopped by there once, I think like last week, and it was really good. We had the chicken teriyaki and the bun mi sandwich, like you recommended, and it was was really good. That sandwich is incredible for like, I think $7.50 or something, and it's like a big freshly baked roll i mean just really good so yeah, the prices are really reasonable yeah and they're not paying us to say this this is an unsolicited endorsement so i want to make that clear so like out of all the places you visited like around the world what's like the place or city that you've been to with the best food Oh, geez, that's, that is a tough one. Um, I will say there are some places where I was surprised. You know, I was just dreamed of going to Italy and eating pizza. And maybe it was just bad luck, but I never have had good pizza in Italy. Maybe I'm just going to the wrong places. Um, I've had some amazing food in Greece, like on the island of Corfu. Some of the best souvlaki and uh, shish kebab and just super good. Uh, when you're literally sitting in a lemon grove and drinking fresh lemonade, you know, and you can smell the lemons. 
was. Uh, I have fond memories of that food for sure. And even not in other countries, but in this country, um, I've had so many good meals in New Orleans and in Memphis and down in the South. And I'm originally born in Mississippi, so I love some of the barbecue places I've been to. And uh, fried okra is one of my favorite things. And those are the kind of things that it's hard to find really good you know, that sort of stuff in this area. So that's some of the yummiest travel food I've ever had. And actually this last weekend, we went to the John Drury Awards in Chicago, and those are high school radio awards. And uh, Illuminati's Pizza is a favorite of mine. Uh, If you like a really thick, deep dish Chicago pizza, uh, there are several uh, really good places. Illuminati's is one of the more famous ones, and we had a great pizza there and uh, really tasty. Is that the place where you like had them sent over frozen pizzas? Yes, I have some in my freezer. And it's funny, um, we went there Saturday night and we ordered more than we could eat. So I brought leftover pizza home on the flight. I put it in my hotel fridge, brought it on the flight. My wife and I ate it and watched the Seahawks Sunday. And she said, this pizza is way better than the stuff we, you know, that we had shipped out. The, The stuff they're cooking fresh in Chicago is really, really good. That sounds like a fun Sunday night. Did the students like the Chicago pizza too? I think they did. Now, they only ate one slice, which I I was expecting. That's why we had leftovers. I was expecting everybody to kind of eat two. They only ate one, but I think that's because after we won the awards, we went to this place that makes these massive milkshakes. They put like donuts on top of milkshakes or chocolate-covered marshmallows. His place, uh, JoJo's, I believe it's called, in Naperville, Illinois. The milkshakes are $14, but they're about a foot tall with all kinds of a whole cookie and everything uh, on there. So I think we were still kind of full from the milkshakes is maybe why we didn't eat as much pizza. But I think everybody agreed it was pretty tasty stuff. Do you have like a dream destination for your next place to eat? Oh, man, you know, I've never thought about that. But uh, there's a few places I really uh, have had good experiences but really didn't eat that much. Um, Switzerland, uh, and I don't know what they have overall, but the Swiss chocolate is just amazing. And everything about that country I really loved. It's so clean and just so beautiful. And I could see sitting in the Swiss Alps and having a hot Swiss cocoa and uh, maybe uh, some kind of... uh, dish there. And um, I have not really explored Asia at all. I've been to the airport in Tokyo. I've been to the airport in Singapore just going. I've been to Bangladesh and other places, but I would really like to go uh, to Vietnam and, and to Japan and, and uh, explore some of the some of the cuisine there and just see some of the sights because uh, we're blessed to have great uh, Thai food and everything here. And, uh, you know, we have some really good restaurants, but I would like to go try the real deal. Go to Bangkok and order pot and see what it tastes like. Yeah, I always watch those like documentaries on like street food and I feel like that'd be a really cool experience. I think it would be. Do you have like a favorite meal of the day, like breakfast, lunch, dinner? What's one's the one you look forward to? Oh, well, I'm, I like them all. They're like children. You can't pick a favorite. You know, you love them all. I do really love a good breakfast. Um, and one reason is that fuels your day. There's a saying, and I won't get it exact, but it says you, you eat like a king at breakfast. And then as the day goes on, you, you maybe eat a little less. And then you're it's a healthy way of looking at things. You fuel yourself up for a big day. And then as it gets later, you eat less. I love biscuits and gravy and 
pancakes and waffles and, and all those things at breakfast. So if I had to choose one meal, I would say, I'm thinking about it, it would probably be breakfast because after that, I'm mostly, especially in, during the school year, eating on the run a bit, um, eating in between classes and then going home. Uh, sometimes my wife has a great dinner cooked. Uh, sometimes she's busy doing other things and we just grab what's available. We go to our local restaurants a lot. Um, so I'd say breakfast, if I had to choose one, it would be that. Haley and I banter about this a lot. I think that dinner is the best meal, and she also agrees that yeah. breakfast. Yeah. I love breakfast. Well, yeah, dinner is nice. I mean, you never are hungrier, really, than breakfast. You wake up, you go, oh, you know, I haven't eaten in a while. I think I'm kind of hungry. And then there's the preparing it. I'm not a big coffee drinker now, but I used to drink a lot of coffee. You smell the fresh coffee. You, you smell the bacon cooking or whatever it is you're cooking, and you only get hungrier. Then you get to sit down and enjoy it and get on with your day. So. Uh, and maybe if I could compromise, I would say brunch because it's kind of in between. It's a little lunch and uh, and I'm also big on dinner, eating between lunch and dinner. I, there's really not a time I don't like to eat, I guess, now that you get down to it. And the time I really should not eat, which I still do, is sitting in front of the TV snacking at night. You know, I, lo- I love to do that as well. But that's really, as you get older, is the one time you should avoid just from a health standpoint because you take all those calories to bed with you and they, you know, you're not exercising or being active with them i think it's like all about balance you know sometimes you do it sometimes you don't yeah but i agree with what you're saying i love like cooking breakfast i think it's just the most funnest thing to cook like i love making pancakes for my family yeah and usually that signifies a relaxed day because that's the kind of thing you're doing on a weekend you're not rushing off to school and uh, maybe part of what i like about breakfast is the time i do get to actually prepare a proper one is usually a day that is going to be a fun day uh, to be had afterwards what do you usually cook for breakfast well i uh i like biscuits but i will say i i don't make homemade biscuits my mom made the best homemade biscuits when i was growing up Pancakes, I, I really do like, uh, but I'm a little picky with my syrup. Um, my friend Bob Rivers that I worked with on the radio for years just recently sold it, but he had a maple syrup farm in Vermont, and he would send me the fresh, grade A, real Vermont maple syrup, and you can definitely tell the difference. And uh, French toast, pancakes, anything like that with the real maple syrup is a winner for me. I'm not a huge egg guy, but I do feel you need the protein to go with it, so I'm pretty good omelet maker and I make them kind of in the Greek style where they're open-faced. I, I beat my eggs and the more you beat your eggs the, the fluffier they're going to get you know. You put a little milk in there sometimes I'll even put just a tiny bit of vanilla or something in there just to sweeten it up. You put your eggs in your pan and then you sprinkle your ingredients. I'm not huge on veggies but I love some ham some cheese and then you cook it and instead of flipping it or folding it then I will put it under the broiler in the oven for a couple of minutes and cook the top. A good omelet is something I enjoy. Yeah, that sounds like a really good recipe. The different textures of the egg. Yeah, and then you get a little, just a you don't burn it by any stretch of the imagination, but you get it nice and cooked on top a little bit. Do you have a favorite place that you have fast food? Well, I eat more than I should um, because I am on the go. There is one restaurant, I will say, that I, I think does a really good job because they're local and uh, they, they locally source their ingredients. And maybe it's my imagination, but I feel I'm doing a healthier job and uh, eating a healthier meal when I go there. And that's Taco Time. Taco Time, uh, Seattle-based. And um, when you're eating that crispy beef burrito from Taco Time, while well, I'm sure 
sure it's probably not considered health food. I do feel like I'm eating something that uh, is real food. And, and and I love McDonald's as much as the next guy. And I, I definitely eat my share, especially when Big Macs are buy one, get one for a dollar. I can't pass that up. By the way, I ordered them without pickles. That way I'm always assured a fresh Big Mac. They have to specially prepare them. But when I'm eating Big Macs and stuff, I'm thinking, okay, this is quite a bit of, quite a bit of salt in here, quite a bit of bread. There's even an extra piece in the middle, not a ton of meat and probably not, it's not bad meat, but it's not like an Angus beef or something. But when I'm eating taco time i feel like i'm getting a little bit more of a quality ingredient as far as something you can actually go through a drive-through window and get uh, i would put that pretty high on the list yeah, taco time is one of my family's favorites too. We love the crispy beef frito, like you said. And the chicken, uh, the chicken chili is amazing, and it is healthy. The white chicken chili is one of the healthiest meals you can get out of a drive-through window, and super tasty. You can substitute that for the the mexi fries. You can substitute the chicken chili for the mexi fry on the combo meal. It might cost a little extra, but it's worth it. I think we should open one on Mercer Island. Oh, I would love that. Uh, I think Mercer Island is. And, and not to besmirch any of the fine eating establishments that are here, but I think we're a little light, you know, here, uh, both on a more upscale dining and on fast food. We have, I think, maybe is McDonald's the only drive through window on the whole island? I think just that and Starbucks, maybe. Yeah, and Starbucks. So, yeah, we could use a taco time for sure. What are your opinions on pineapple on pizza? Love it. Um, I respect, you know, people's differences. I'm a live and let live kind of guy. And when we were in Chicago, um, Grace Go said, uh, uh, I like pineapple on pizza. I said, well, I do too, Grace, but I got a feeling it's not going to be on their menu. And it wasn't because that's a, it's a no pineapple zone, basically. And I can respect that, but um, I really like pineapple. And when I like it the best, it's when you have something savory as well. I'm a pretty big mod pizza fan for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's kind of cheap. It's pretty fast. I love the music they play and they do a good job of supporting the community. In fact, we should have a fundraiser there one night. But what I like about Mod is you can choose your toppings. And if I'm getting pineapple, I'm usually throwing a little of Mama's Sweet Peppers or even maybe some jalapenos on there because the kind of the hot and the sweet work together really well. Yeah, I love those like different flavor combos as well. But when I was with Chloe and Woody, they kept on like bombarding me with pineapple hate, which I don't. You don't like pineapple, Chloe? I don't. Oh man! Now, have you tried it with a variety of things, or you just tried the traditional Canadian bacon pineapple? Yeah, I've tried the Hawaiian. I'll definitely have to give it another try. Well, try it with a little something, a little kick. You might, you might, that might set it off. You might like it. Although, one thing I'll tell you I don't like, and there's not many foods I don't like, and that's a fresh tomato. And I've never liked fresh tomatoes. And about every 10 years, my wife says, oh, but I'm sure your tastes have changed. Why don't you try the fresh tomato? You probably will like it now. And I've never liked it. I think it's the pineapples. And also the mushrooms that are that are a no for me. <laughs> well, uh, well, now that you bring it up, mushrooms are a real non-starter with me too. Um, I am not a big mushroom guy. There's one situation where I really love mushrooms, and it's about the only one. And that's if I have a good steak and I have some good butter, and I can thinly slice the mushrooms and sauté them in butter and put them on top of a steak. I like them there, but I really don't think they have any place in pizza, in stir fry. 
recently had some really great uh, fried rice that uh, was ex- exceptional. And by the way, it's from a new place in Newport Hills called the Rice Bowl, I think. You guys should check that out. But they put whole chunks of zucchini and mushrooms and things in there. And it's like, I had to pick around that. That's not what I want in my fried rice. The rest of it was excellent, but not big on mushrooms. You like them, play Haley? Yeah, probably? I, I'm not opposed to them. Yeah. I, I like them in like stir fries and stuff and hot pot. Yeah. I can totally... Well, th- they're good for you, and I feel a little bit of guilt for not liking them, especially in the Northwest. We're in the mushroom capital of the world. You can go out and pick fresh chanterelles, which, by the way, I will make exceptions because chanterelles can be really good when prepared properly. But uh, in general, I, I say skip the mushrooms. Woody and I were thinking that, like, they're just growing in your garden, and you're also eating them. So that thought kind of... Yes, the fact that they're growing, uh, just growing in your grass, and uh, they love not to get, not to bring this into an untasty discussion, but they love, like, cow you know, droppings and stuff. I mean, that's, and, and dead wood. They they basically thrive in wet, moldy places, you know, and, and uh, that this doesn't sound tasty to me either for some reason. Well, you know, I think mushrooms deserve to be above that scope. So I'm looking at mushrooms despite the fact that they do that, you know? Yeah, and they're a delicacy. I mean, we have some mushrooms in this state that you have to go out and forage for that uh, are worth quite a bit of money because it takes a lot of time to go out and pick them. And we also have some in this state that, frankly, can make you very sick and possibly even kill you. So if you are going to be what they call a mycologist and go out and study and explore and pick mushrooms, make sure you know what you're doing uh, uh, and learn from somebody who does because there's some pretty nasty mushrooms out there. I had my pug get into some one time and uh, uh this was many years ago he's 17 now he he survived but he started foaming at the mouth and running in circles and then rolling on his back and it's like what happened and there's an elementary school by our house he just got in over by a, a mushroom patch that was bad so uh they can be bad yeah that is scary now moving on to like happier topics if you had to have a dream meal with any celebrity who would it be Boy, you know, I've never thought of that. And I've eaten with some people, I guess, would consider celebrities. I, you know who Lou Ferrigno is? Sadly, we do not. He was the Incredible Hulk. He was the guy who oh. was the Incredible Hulk, big green guy. I was on the King of Queens one time, uh, and uh, in the, uh, you know, at lunchtime, the cast sits down and eats, and I was not part of the cast. I was an extra. But they said, come eat with us. So I ate with Lou Ferrigno and uh, Jerry uh, Stiller and Ann Mira. Stiller and Mira, uh, I don't you probably don't know who they are either and they're both dead now i think but very nice people um so i have sat down with a few celebrities and i i find it interesting but you know i've never met a president i've come close a couple times when uh, uh bill clinton was campaigning i was there before he was president but i would love to sit down uh, with a barack obama or a jimmy carter or a, or a or, or a george w bush and just hear from a perspective of what what it would be like to be, you know, the leader of the free world. And most of them had some pretty good food tastes. Uh, uh, Barack, he liked, you know, he would pop up at, uh, when he was here in Seattle, he went to the uh, the big bakery down in Pioneer Square. He held a meeting there. Um, and uh, President Clinton famously loved fast food. He would eat at McDonald's and things like that. And I'm sure former President Bush would uh, would have some good Texas barbecue. So since I've never met a president, 
president, I think I would I would love to uh, sit down and, and eat with, with any of them. I'm not sure about former President Trump. I've never I don't know what his food thing is. In fact, I don't know if I've ever even seen him eat. Uh, uh, so I'm not so sure on that one. But uh, I think any of the others I'd I'd sit down and have a meal with. And this isn't my political preference. It's just I'm not sure yeah. what his food thing is about. You know, so yeah, I've seen videos on like former like pastry chefs. <laughs> in the White House and how, like, the pres- different presidents would have different preferences on, like, desserts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think those videos are really cool. Yeah. It shows how they would make, like, the cakes and the pies. That's, in fact, that is a great interview for you guys. I don't know if he's still around, but we once interviewed the White House chef after he retired. It was the one that was there for many presidents. And what a nice guy and, and what a fascinating... He has a book out about it and uh, really fascinating stuff. That would be a good one for you guys to maybe get on a future future episode. Yeah, I think that's a really cool story. Since we're talking about dessert, do you have like a favorite dessert that you have? Well, you asked me my favorite meal. I think if I had to choose my favorite part of a meal, it would be dessert. I'm a big fan of desserts, and I have several, um, but I will try to limit it here to just a couple. And one is my wife's grandma uh, made this thing called, she called it chocolate lush, and it was super rich, and it was super simple. It was basically a crumbled graham cracker crust layered on the bottom. Bottom, and then uh, chocolate pudding and freshly made whipped cream uh, with some uh, crumbled almonds and maybe a couple other things. And it would just be in a big, long, like casserole dish. And you just scoop it out with a spoon. And it's basically just a super rich, super fancy, super fresh tasting homemade chocolate pudding. And, and that was really good. Now, that's not something you're going to go back for seconds on because it's really pretty thick. My mom great cook and uh growing up in the south she would make uh, coconut cakes she would make banana pudding and uh, i guess the one that i really miss the most because you just don't get it around here is uh in fact the, the closest you get is usually in uh, in asian restaurants and that's an egg custard i love good egg custard uh pie and things like that when i was a little boy chocolate cream pie coconut cream pie i said i was going to limit it i'm having a hard time i'm sorry uh those were two of my favorites as well and um, there's a, uh, I'll give another plug for Terry's Kitchen. They have a Hawaiian cake up there that reminds me a bit of my mom's. It's super fluffy, super light, really homemade, fresh whipped cream topping, uh, really light, fluffy cake. And uh, as far as walking into a restaurant and ordering a dessert, that's definitely one of the winners. Terry's Kitchen in Newport Hills. Are you more of a chocolate guy or a vanilla kind of person? Definitely more of a chocolate guy. But as I've aged, I've come to appreciate uh, the vanilla. Um, for example, when we went to the milkshake place in Chicago, my instincts were to say chocolate milkshake uh, because that's usually what I get. But I said vanilla milkshake with Heath bars crumbled in there. And it was so good. And I think if I'd had the chocolate shake, the Heath bar would kind of gotten buried in the chocolate. But since it was vanilla, the Heath bar was really accentuated the experience and and it really just brought out the flavor a little better. But nine times out of 10, I'm going to order a chocolate something over a vanilla something. How about you guys? I feel like I'm more of a chocolate person as well. 
I really like vanilla because you can like mix stuff in, like you said. Like I love chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream with like because it's vanilla ice cream and chocolate cookie mm. dough, which is my favorite. And cookies and cream, I, my that was always one of my daughter's favorite ice creams, so we would have that in the house. And I started out not thinking I was a big fan, but I got to admit it's pretty good. And what I had for dessert last night, uh, and this isn't something I've seen in very long. I got it from Amazon. Is rainbow sherbet. Lemon, lime, and orange sherbet, all in like Neapolitan ice cream, and just a little bit of each, and very tasty, tart uh, yet sweet, and a uh, little healthier. I'm not saying it's health food, but a tiny bit healthier than uh, your other ice creams. Really tasty stuff. Do you have a go-to ice cream flavor? Well, back in the day when I was your guys' age, there weren't a ton of, there wasn't, you know, frozen yogurt, there wasn't Minchies, there wasn't Cold Stone Creamery. There's only one place to really go. Well, there were two to get ice cream. There was Dairy Queen and there was Baskin Robbins. And my go-to flavor at Baskin Robbins has always been Jamocha Almond Fudge. It's it's got a coffee flavor, it's got a fudge flavor, and it's got almonds in there and quite a few of them. So I really love that. And then at Dairy Queen, my go-to was the Peanut Buster Parfait, which is the vanilla ice cream with lots of hot fudge and peanuts in there. So uh, very good. By the way, little known fact, my first tax-paying job was at Dairy Queen in Eastgate. That's the first place I ever worked. I was pretty good at cooking hamburgers. In fact, one of my dad's favorite stories was uh, I came home after my first day and he asked me how work went. And I said, uh, great, I learned to make hamburgers today. And uh, he says, well, that's good. And then I came home on my second day and he asked me how uh, work went. And I said, great, I taught somebody how to make hamburgers today. So I was a quick learner. What I wasn't such a quick learner on is there's a signature little curly cue they put on the top of a cone at Dairy Queen. And I never could quite get the art of doing the soft serve into the cone without having it fall over. I would usually give too much and I couldn't get the curly cue down. So I never really graduated past the hamburger grill. That was my my career. I was back there on the hot grill. I never really made it to the front to do the ice cream because I just didn't do that very good of a job on that one. Well, the ice cream swirls do look really hard because they're always so consistent and perfectly swirled. Yeah, it takes it takes some skill. I'm sure you guys could do it, but uh, I didn't. I didn't do that great on that one. They always make it look so effortless when they do it. Yes, they do. The the uh, ones that have been at it for a while are uh, DQ experts, and I'm I'm still I, I don't see go there often, but I went to that e- same Eastgate Dairy Queen is still there. I went in and uh, had myself a peanut buster parfait about a month ago, and they still taste great. I think they cost about six times more than they did when I was a little boy, but they still taste great. Thank you so much, Joe, for coming on to our show. We had such a fun time having you, and we learned so much about your favorite food, and it all sounded really yummy. Well, I love I love being on. I love your guy's show, and you know that what's the only thing left to do now? Let's go get something to eat. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Eating Adventures. You can download our podcast on your favorite podcast platforms like Amazon Music or Apple Podcasts. Or you can listen to us live on Wednesdays at noon. And thank you for listening to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge.